Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Steeler Nation. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. I'm your behind the steel curtain host, Daniel J. And today we're predicting who's staying and who's going in this upcoming offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's get into it. Uh, we're going to do this room by room, so to speak, go uh, piece by piece. So well, let's start off at the quarterback room. We have currently um, Kenny Pickett, Mr. Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph. Who's staying? Who's going? Staying, obviously, is going to be Kenny Pickett. He's the future. He's the franchise. He's going to be the guy that's you know going to be leading this team for the next for, – for the foreseeable future, so to speak. Mr. Trubisky, he has one year left on his contract. I think the Steelers are going to try to deal him or cut him. You know, by letting him go, they save uh, about $8 million towards the cap. You know, that could be used to bring in um, somebody, uh, another player of a pivotal position. Um, it is going to be leaving a hole in the quarterback room because behind him is Mason Rudolph, who is also or who is a free agent this offseason, and he is good as gone. Um, the guy probably can't couldn't wait to get out of Pittsburgh. Uh, so right now, Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, are going to be going into this offseason uh, at one point or another, probably with just one quarterback, similar to what they did last season where Mason Rudolph was the only quarterback on the team. Only difference is this time there's no question as who's going to be QB1. So I think uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go out there, try to find maybe perhaps a uh, veteran free agent, uh, maybe even bring back a Joshua Dobbs. You know, some of that kind of, uh, you know, similar skill set, you know, mobile uh, and able to move and throw the ball on the, uh, while on the run, similar to how Kenny Pickett can play. Of course, he's not going to be to that level of Kenny Pickett. You know, if he was, then he'd be a starter, you know, similar to Tyler Huntley in, in Baltimore for uh, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. They're both quarterbacks that are uh, that can run the ball, so to speak. And so that way the, the dynamic and the game plan of the offense doesn't have to change too much in case of an injury or somebody goes down. And so in this room, I say, <clears throat> Kenny Pickett staying, Mr. Bisky has gone. So is Mason Rudolph. The next room is going to be the running back room. And here we have Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Benny Snell, and Anthony McFarlane. Now, I believe Anthony McFarlane just uh, re-signed up with a futures contract for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he may be a part of the team in the offseason and going into training camp. I don't think he's going to be a part of the team come uh, time the uh, season opener starts. Benny Snell, I think he's going. I think he's going to try to find a market for himself as a possible running back and not just a special team specialist. If he tests the market, doesn't like what he sees, perhaps maybe he does come back for a year or two you know, just to be that special teams ace. But I see him going. Um, as far as Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, uh, there's no question those boys are staying. That's a one-two punch for the future that's going to be 
the identity for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love what those two guys are doing, and I love the scheme that's going behind it and in the different ways that the Pittsburgh Steelers are now running the ball. It's pretty – it's amazing. Uh, the next group is going to be the wide receivers group. Um, right now, you have Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Steve, Stephen Sims, uh, Gunnar Olszewski, Miles Boykin, Calvin Austin, and Anthony Miller. <clears throat> now, Anthony Miller just signed a one-year deal, so he'll probably be here throughout the entire – or be with the Pittsburgh Steelers throughout the entire offseason. Um, Deontay Johnson, he's a guy that I think the Steelers have him for one more year. I think they're going to utilize him at that point for that one last year and then let him go. Uh, but I do believe he's going to be back next season. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers paid him, you know, a, a decent amount of money this last offseason to give him a, a, an extension and, you know, not putting up a touchdown the, inst- the entire year and, and having those questionable moments where he dropped the ball in those weighty moments. It's um, it's still a concern for me. And so um, I wouldn't even be surprised maybe perhaps. Well, if the Steelers tra- uh, traded him, they would definitely have to, um, you know, seek another player in that position high in free agency or high in the draft. It's possible. There's been a lot of talk about Jordan Addison. I don't think you carry carry a Deontay Johnson if you get somebody of that care uh, of that statue. So, but for now, I think he's going to be staying. George Pickens obviously is going to be staying. Calvin Austin, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's able to do and bring to this game. I think he's um, got that extra bit of speed that this offense is needing to just kind of make the defense cover the entire field and, and keep them on their heels. It'll also uh, allow for some more running rooms for Najee Harris with Calvin Austin on the field. And so I'm looking forward to him as far as who is going. I think that Gunnar Olszewski, he's good as gone. And there might be a question for Miles Boykin. He may go out there to try to test the market to try to be a receiver in the offense. Not so much just that special teams ace. I would love to see him back. I'd love to see him back in the black and gold. Uh, But I I don't blame him for going out and probably trying to test the market there. The tight end room is Pat Firemuth, Zach Gentry, and Connor Hayward. Zach Gentry is a a free agent this offseason. I can see him going. Uh, the other two obviously would be staying, and I would I can see the Pittsburgh Steelers going a different route than Zach Gentry, maybe perhaps drafting somebody in in the late late uh, rounds there, somebody who's a bigger guy that is um, known for blocking, maybe not the pass catcher that you you get out of Pat Fryermuth or or Connor Hayward, but you know a a, a space type of tight end in the draft in the later rounds. Uh, I think there's that possibility. Uh, the next guy is going to be Derek Watt. I believe he's also a free agent this season or this offseason. Yes, he is. Uh, I think he's going. If not, he's coming back on a much smaller deal. But, you know, with the emergence of Connor Hayward and his ability to run the ball and his flexibility, I think that he can do those things that Derek Watt does for you um, and not have to fill in two positions with or two players with two different positions. You can fill in those two positions with one player, basically what I'm trying to say, my apologies. And so, you know, I think Connor Hayward's going to have a bigger role in this offense come next season. Uh, Derek Watt might be a guy that's finding his way out. Now let's look at the offensive linemen. Um, The great thing about this offensive line so far is that they were able to, they were able to, um, you know, be healthy the entire season. 
They stayed healthy. They 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 played all the games. I think only one player missed some snaps or one game, something like that. But you have Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson, Mason Cole, James Daniels, and Chicks Core Four. Now I anticipate that this room get gets um, addressed in one form or fashion in the offseason, whether it's in free agency or in the draft. I, I have a feeling that that left side, Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson tandem, I think that you need to bring in somebody else there. It was clearly the weaker side of the offense. And, you know, it's 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 a concern, um, in, in my opinion. And so which position gets addressed, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but their backups, you have Trent Scott, um, Jesse Davis, those two guys I can see walking or, or being let go. Uh, not, I think they're both free agents. I don't see them being returned. J.C. Hassenhauer, I think he would be a guy that the Pittsburgh Steelers would return just because of his flexibility between being a center and a guard. Kendrick Green, I think this is the year that the Pittsburgh Steelers finally say they made a mistake with young Green and, and release him. I think he's not coming back. And, you know, I think – when you look at the offense, as I said before, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing in a left tackle or a left guard. Uh, Kevin Dotson, he's been a guy that has been up and down for the most part. You know, he came in on his rookie season. He, um, you know, when he was in there, he was moving bodies. He was able to to push, you know, people around and get the running game going. Uh, but for whatever reason, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't feel comfortable with him. You know, he came out later and stated that is. You know, he wasn't uh, as well-versed in the playbook as they had liked. And so, you know, the following year, he goes into the uh, offseason. There's a bunch of rumors about him. Uh, not the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are upset with him for one reason or another. A lot of speculation comes out of that, and it is speculated that it had to do with his um, uh, his physicality – or not his physicality, I'm sorry, his, his um, conditioning. And so he put out a bunch of, you know – videos and things of that nature of him working out. And, you know, I didn't think that was it. You know, the way they described what it was that they were upset with, I felt that it was a lack of the of getting into the playbook. He was switching sides. He was going from being a primarily right guard in college to a left guard. And I feel that he didn't, you know, there was something that he wasn't doing that the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't like, so they were upset with him. In fact, it was rumored that they brought in Trey Turner that offseason initially to try to let, you know, Kevin Dotson know that this position wasn't going to be given to him. The surprise retirement of DeCastro led to um, the signing of Ray Turner, uh, Trey Turner, I'm sorry, that season. And so, you know, even with that being said, uh, last year he, he was injured often. He was out for a while, and there was other rumors came up that apparently he wasn't giving getting his rest and recovery done correctly. And so, you know, he, he hadn't been the apple of the Pittsburgh Steelers' eye, so to speak. You know, this offseason, there was a battle between himself and, Ken, and Kendrick Green, where he, where Kevin Dotson did win, but it felt like the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to do everything in their possibility to give Kendrick Green the opportunity to win that, that job, and he didn't take it. Now, the reason behind that might be because the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, used the third-round pick for Kendrick Green. You know, he, they, he has the pedigree. Uh, he is a guy that the Pittsburgh Steelers wanted to be a mobile interior offensive lineman, somebody that can pull. You know, they got him uh, to replace Marquise Pouncey. Marquise Pouncey was a smaller, 
center who was able to get out in front of people and and run down the line. So was Kendrick Green. That was one of the few things that he did well. You know, problem is Kendrick Green was just a little bit undersized, a little bit smaller than even anticipated, a little bit top heavy. And he found himself on the ground quite a bit, usually because of his aggressiveness and his demeanor or his size. And so, um, you know, he, he, in my opinion, lacked, he lacked a lot. There was many times where, you know, somebody was running by him and he was slapping himself in the helmet and, you know, uh, big Ben was getting knocked to the ground. And so, um, those things didn't change during, um, the preseason, he, he is who he is, and I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to let him go. But with all that said, they want a guy that can run and be mobile and a guy that can pull, a guy that's not going to get down the field illegally because they have to take off early to make up for their lack of speed and ability to get into the position that they need to be in time. And so I wouldn't be surprised with Pittsburgh Steelers' eye to guard, maybe with that 30-second pick, or bring in one from uh, free agency. Uh, that has some wheels, has some athletics, that is athletic enough to get out in, in the uh, in the front of the running backs during these screens or, or or whatnot, and not be doing so illegally or down the field illegally. Um, so with that said, I think that I'm eyeing that left guard position as being one that gets um, some attention when it comes to this off season. But I think for the most part, this offense is going to be um, somewhat similar to what we saw last season as far as the personnel goes. I don't think you're going to see many different names. You know, you're looking at Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. I, I feel that if Calvin Austin can stay healthy, he'll replace Steven Sims, Pat Firemouth, Connor Hayward as the tight ends, and and perhaps maybe one person on the offensive line changed out. Um, I don't think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to – hit both sides of that uh, of the line in one year. I mean, it's possible. They, they did hit the center and the right guard last season with Mason Cole and James Daniels as being new to the team and new to the offensive line, and it did work out. It took its time. There were some ups and downs and some uh, growing pains with this offensive line early on in the season. But, you know, by the time the regular season started, James Daniels didn't allow for a single sack the entire year, and Mason Cole seemed to be one of the more consistent offensive linemen that was on the team. And so, um, you know, for the most part, I feel that you have maybe one, two, two positions that you might see a new face in um, or somebody that wasn't able to go last season. And I think you're going to have a quarterback room that's going to be quite different than what it is now. Uh, You know, it's going to be Kenny Pickett. There's no question in that. But Mr. Bisky and Mason Rudolph, in my opinion, are, are probably out the door very, very soon and with other teams out there. But that's all I got for you guys on the offense. When we get back, we'll talk about defense and coaching. So don't go anywhere. Just got a few words from our sponsors. See you in a little bit. See you on the other side. Peace. To the other side. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. Welcome back to the channel. I'm your host, Daniel J. 
before we get into who's staying and who's going on the defense, special teams, and coaching side, I want to say if you guys haven't checked out BehindSteelCurtain.com, what are you waiting for? That's your one-stop, non-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers news and coverage. Articles coming out daily, um, breaking news at the moment that they're happening happen. They're coming out. You got to check it out. It has everything from stats to predictions to um, thoughts and theories, things of that nature. And so go check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers news and coverage. And so with that being said, Let's get back into the content. Let's talk about who's staying and who's going on the defensive side. Let's start off with the uh, the guys up front, the defensive line. Right now you have Larry Ogunjobi, who's going to be a free agent. Martavius Adams, he's got he's under contract. Cam Hayward, there's been, you know, some words out there from Cam Hayward that he was unsure if the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to want him back. Um, he does come at a, at a hefty cost. You have Isaiah Loudermilk, who is the uh, – uh, guy that was drafted last season, traded up to get, didn't really have a helmet until Chris Wormley went down. Um, you know, Tyson Alualu, DeMarvin Leal, Chris Wormley to top it all out. Now, <clears throat> let's look at this. Larry Ogunjobi, I would like him to stay. I think he's he did fantastic as the year as, as the year progressed. He dealt with some bumps and bruises associated with football throughout the entire season. He had um, you know, uh, injury early on in training camp as well that kind of stunned his uh, development into this defense. And he was still able to perform and still be a huge force there in the middle of the defense. Um, I think that with him becoming more, you know, getting even more healthy this offseason, if the Pittsburgh Steelers can, can, can sign him, I believe that he can be a, a dynamic force when healthy and, you know, participating in, that developmental phase of football that is training camp and preseason. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I hope he stays. Um, you know, he was a, a, a big piece there. Martavius Adams, I think he's going to be a rotational guy. He's going to make the – he's going to be around for a little bit. I'm hoping the Pittsburgh Steelers go out and get somebody new there uh, as a nose tackle, somebody a little bit bigger, somebody a little bit more stronger, um, and, and you know, really hold it down there in the center. Uh, but I think Martavius Adams is going to be a part of this unit next season. Uh, Cameron Hayward, he's the um, he's the guy, man. He's our he's a defensive captain. Uh, I think he's going to be staying. Uh, I do feel that maybe perhaps the Pittsburgh Steelers might massage his contract a little bit, make it a little bit more team friendly, give him some money up front, and push some of this money out to the back end. That way, they can pick up some other key pieces because. You know, in my opinion, there's going to be more new faces on the defensive side than there will be on the offense. And so, you know, when those guys there up front, uh, I believe uh, maybe all three are staying. Larry, Larry Ogunjobi is going to be a question mark if he goes out there and hits the hits the market and just gets a stupid deal. Then then he's he's more than likely gone. But, uh, you know, the closer or the sooner the Pittsburgh Steelers can sign him before free agents can go out there and test the market better for that situation who's going out of these guys i think tyson alualu his his time's up he's a um you know he didn't have the season that the, you know anybody was expecting him to have or had hoped he would have coming off the ankle injury from the year prior um you know he was still serviceable but his his snaps went down tremendously as the year went along i think it's time you know father time catches everyone so i think he's going to be going 
Um, Chris Wormley, he unfortunately had a, an ACL injury late in the season uh, on a contract year. It was, it's just a horrible situation all the way around. And, you know, it's just unfortunate for him. Um, but I don't think the Steelers are going to retain him um, for the next season. Uh, so we have Larry O, Martavius Adams, Cam Hayward, DeMarvin Leal, and Lottermilk returning next season with some openings there. You know, the Steelers usually try to bring in like six or seven um, defensive linemen if they can get one to push Montrevious Adams out. Uh, and, you know, another maybe a rookie or a free agent, you know, two in there would be pretty good. You know, this team struggled a little bit when it came to the run throughout the entire year. On the outside, as far as linebackers, you have one of the best in T.J. Watts. You have Alex Highsmith on the other side of him. Behind him, you have Malik Reed and um, Jameer Jones. And so when you're looking at the depth as as how it sits, I think you, you're definitely going to bring back well, – T.J. Watt's not going nowhere. The question mark is going to be Alex Highsmith. He's going into his fourth season. He might be uh, inquiring about getting a, an extension this year. Um, he might – you know, price himself out or potentially get traded, uh, depending on how much he's asking for. I think he's a fantastic Robin to um, TJ Watts, Batman. You know, he had 14 and a half sacks. He did an amazing job this season. Um, really did step it up. Uh, I would love to see him continue to be in the black and gold, but it's definitely going to have to be a uh, a situation where you're paying TJ Watt and you're paying Minka Fitzpatrick and you're looking for a middle linebacker. Um uh, it's really going to be hard to pay a second edge guy or, or outside linebacker. So um, I'm saying that he's going to be staying for now, but I would not be surprised if he ends up getting dealt. And while he, he gets traded, he ends up getting some sort of extension somewhere else. But I would definitely love to see Alex Smith continue to be in the black and gold. I think he's a fantastic player. Malik Reed and, and Jameer Jones, I think Jameer might be back just on – Familiar, familiarity and being a guy that's going to be a rotational piece. Malik Reed was non-existent last season. Um, you know, I understand TJ Watt wasn't there from, you know, a large part of um, after Malik Reed was brought in for a while, but, you know, halfway through the season, Watt was back and you still didn't hear much about him. So I think he's good as gone. Um, so with the outside linebacker position, I see Alex Smith, TJ Watt, and, and Jameer Jones coming back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that means there's going to be some holes to be filled. Uh, TJ Watt plays at a, at a all out level, which requires him to take a couple of snaps off so that he can continue to perform at that level that, that he wants to. And so with that being said, we're definitely going to need that third piece to the outside linebacker position. Now, here's where things sort of get interesting. The inside linebacker position. Right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers have Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, Miles Jack, Mark Robinson, and Marcus Allen uh, listed at the inside linebacker position. Now, I think that there's some question there for Miles Jack. If the Pittsburgh Steelers let him go, they'll save about $8 million. Uh, they still lose about three and a half in that situation. Um, I think he, I think Miles Jack was doing – Good things. He was in the right trajectory. It just so happened that he ended up having to deal with some injuries. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that the offense was not doing their part when it came to games early on in the in early part of the season. You know, you're not expecting your defense to 
to play 100 snaps against the Bengals. You're not expecting your defense to continually have to go bail out the offense. That can't get a first down early on without fatigue and injury. And so, um, you know, just by the sheer amount of snaps that they were out there on the field, it was inevitable that somebody was going to get hurt in some form or fashion. And right out the gate, you had TJ Watt getting hurt. And then later on, you had, you know, Alex, uh, you had Miles Jack with a growing and a foot and things of that nature. And, and, and soon many of these guys missed some time due to injury, um, whether it was concussion protocol or growings or hamstrings or something of another. Uh, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the offense was playing so poorly in the beginning of the season. I think that was a, that was a reason why that some of the games that they got blown out in uh, had a lot to do with that. It, had a, it was an anemic offense mixed with a tired defense. And so, in my opinion, you bring back Robert Spillane, you have Miles Jack, you continue to develop Mark Robinson, Devin Bush is gone. Uh, he's already tweeting out things talking about um, – <clears throat> <laughs> talking about playing for coaches who used to play in the NFL and things of that nature. Marcus Allen, I think he's he's also good. He's gone as well. He's kind of played out his tenure with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he had that big bonehead play against the uh, was the Panthers where he went over there to the uh, sideline huddle and got in got in there and tried to talk to him like it was the club or something. You know, you know, just music was playing. He thought that he could just you know it was a commercial break. I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but it was a bonehead move. Uh, by him, you know, a lot of people, a lot of fans out there wanted to see him canned immediately for doing that. He allowed the Carolina Panthers to get back into the game. And so, um, you know, I feel that granted, yeah, he's been a captain on the special teams and things of that nature, but maybe perhaps we start developing some younger talent, less expensive talent to do so. So um, I do think Miles Jack will be back. Robert Spillane needs to be re-signed. Mark Robinson is a guy that they can develop continually, but I think the Steelers need to go out there potentially in free agency and get maybe a uh, Tremaine Edmonds. In my opinion, if the Pittsburgh Steelers can go out there and do that, which I think he will be available. The Bills are in a cap situation this offseason, and so he may be a cap casualty because not so much that they don't want to retain him, but they, they maybe not can afford to retain him. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have an opportunity there with the amount of money that they're going to be going into next season and the ability to massage the cap in the manner that they do. There's reasons why they kept Omar Khan, y'all. And so because of that, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to, you know, bring in some talent this offseason. And I, for one, am all for Tremaine Edmonds. But if you're bringing Tremaine Edmonds, <clears throat> and we'll get into the defensive backs real quick, uh, Terrell Edmonds is a free agent. He is a guy, in my opinion, the Pittsburgh Steelers need to sign. And not just him, but DeMonte Casey. He's also a free agent. Um, those two guys were, well, DeMonte Casey showed that he's just that around the ball, ball hawk type of guy. He, he got his hand on a couple of balls there. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, when he went down with his concussion and his injury for a while, you know, Trey Norwood just wasn't that guy. You know, he, he's a liability when it comes to the deep pass. And, you know, maybe perhaps he's just not that guy. And so, you know, maintaining Tr uh, Terrell Edmonds, having him paired up with Mika Fitzpatrick, throwing in DeMonte Casey in a three-safety set, I, I think that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers want to do on defense. I think it helps utilize uh, 
um, these players' skill set to the Steelers' advantage and allows the, uh, you know, it allows for less miss or, or mismatches. You know, you don't want to see a Robert Spillane on a receiver. You'd rather see a DeMonte Casey or a Terrell Edmonds or a Minka Fitzpatrick lined up on a receiver versus your middle linebacker in some situations. And so um, with that being said, I think that um, Terrell Edmonds needs to come back. Now let's look at the remaining part of the uh, uh, of the uh, defensive backs here. You have Cam Sutton, who's going to be a, a, um, a free agent. I think he's a guy that the Pittsburgh Steelers need to sign. Levi Wallace, he's still under contract. I like what he was able to do. He did some good things. Um, I, I, I think he's going to be staying. Akilah Weatherspoon, however, he was given the same contract as Levi Wallace. Akilah was getting burned, and when he wasn't getting burned, he was getting hurt. And so I think Akilah is going. Levi is staying. Cam is a question mark. I would love to see him stay. I'd love to see what you know him stay in the black and gold. But if you're keeping Levi Wallace and you're going to address, you know, CB in, in the draft, uh, and maybe get a cornerback one or somebody that you feel is talented enough to be a cornerback one, someone like a, a Sauce Gardner, maybe a Joey Porter Jr. can be that guy. Uh, that guy, you're one. If that ends up being the case, uh, then. You know, you're going to want him out there alongside a Levi Wallace or a Cam Sun. I don't know if you can keep both of those guys, but I love what Cam Sun's able to do. He tracks down the ball very well. He has great hands and usually is good for a couple picks. Um, very smart as well. So I really wouldn't want to lose either one of those guys and Levi Wallace and Cam Sun. Akilah Weatherspoon is gone. Mika Fitzpatrick obviously is staying. I'd like them to re sign DeMonte Casey, Terrell Edmonds. I'd like them to re sign. James Pierre is a guy that uh, could test out the market. Um, he might be a guy that we're able to re-sign at, at a low pay just because you know he doesn't have much on tape and what he does it's not it's not it's up and down at best. Um, Arthur Mallette, he might be a guy that that comes back as well. He he had a uh, a good blitz uh, coming in from the slot corner. Kind of a liability though when it comes to um, when it comes to the the uh, passing game. And so, you know, he's a guy that you also kind of want to look at. But, um, you know, the defensive backs, for the most part, I think they, they, they're they going to stay the same. And so we'll kind of break it down. We have a potential guy that could be leaving in Cam Sutton and Larry Ogunjobi. Um, definite guys that are leaving would probably be Chris Wormley, Tyson Aluwalu, Malik Reed, Devin Bush, um, Akilo Weatherspoon. The maybes again were Larry Ogunjobi, Cam Sutton, and Alex Highsmith. And the definite staying will be the rest of those guys. Now let's look at let's look at special teams. Special teams you have Chris Boswell as your place kicker, Presley Harvin as your kick your punter. Uh, your long snapper, Christian Kuntz. Uh, I think for the most part, um, those guys are going to be coming back. They'll be safe. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers bring in a couple guys to give them some competition. Chris Boswell didn't have his best season. He was dealing with injuries. So, you know, it's possible that that's the reason why he didn't have his best season. But if he comes out and practice OTAs and things of that nature this offseason and is still 
uh, have, uh, still struggling. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers bring in someone. Same goes for Presley Harvin. Uh, they've kept him around just mainly because he's uh, a draft pick, you know, and, you know, that first year he started, you know, he was going through some family issues, had a death in the family. And so, um, you know, it's understandable that maybe perhaps it affected his performance this past season. I think he was a little bit more consistent, but still had the occasional shank. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers bring in somebody to t- to to push these guys. But I, I think at the end of the day, they all end up staying. Steven Sims is the punt returner, kick returner. If Calvin Austin can stay healthy or, get, or become healthy and show that he can do those things, I think he ends up replacing him. Now, the final thing is going to be our coaches. So coaches, we'll start it off at the top with Coach Mike T. I believe he's going to be staying. He ain't going anywhere until he wants to leave. And that may not be for a while. Defensively, you have Terrell Austin, and behind him you have Brian Flores. I believe this is the uh, could be the end of the line for Brian Flores as a Pittsburgh Steeler. At the point of this recording, he has become he's got an interest for a head coaching position with Arizona. Uh, been requested to be the defensive coordinator for a number of teams. Um, I do think. You know, talent is talent, and he has a talent and a knack for coaching and for leading men. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if his services were um, taken away from the Pittsburgh Steelers sometime very soon. Um, On the offensive side, you have Matt Canada, and you have, you know, his staff of guys, um, including Pat Meyer as the offensive line coach, probably run game coordinator, Mike Sullivan as your quarterback's coach. I I think – all those guys are staying. It's already been kind of um, put to put to rest that Matt Canada will be returning. I think the offensive um, running game started to to do some things and do things very well. It looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers are finding an identity, and I think that you know going seven and two down the stretch is a indication of some good things to come. I think this team's going to be a contender for a few years now. Well, that's all I got for you guys today on the Who's Staying and Who's Going um, um, podcast, so to speak. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. If you're listening to this on like Apple or or wherever, if you have the ability to give a five-star rating, we would definitely appreciate that. And if you have comments and are able to put comments in there, leave us a comment. Let me know what you think. Um, But that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, This is Behind the Steel Curtain. I'm Daniel J of State of the Steelers. Um, We'll see you guys next week. Peace.